No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. you are, wherever you are, whatever you are, it's Friday night, motherfucker, here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. Tonight's recommended drink, as always, cheap box wine, tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers, this is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on D-Live. Thank you for joining much for joining thank you for sharing the show out if you did if you didn't that's okay i don't mind i understand i wouldn't share this shit out if i were you you've probably got friends probably got relations you've probably got acquaintances you've probably got people on your little friends list that you work with that's a big no-no by the way that's a pro tip if you're working with somebody do not become like twitter friends with them don't be facebook friends with them you don't want to be able to. You want to be able to get loose on a Friday night here on the Daily Boogie and have nobody at the office fucking know about it. Trust me. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. I am Boogie Bumper, your host. Hopefully for the next couple of hours or so, we'll see how we go. Man, we're fucking busy today. We are going to have to chew through this stuff here on a Friday night. Hope you had a lovely night, uh, lovely day, because I certainly did. So much to get through, so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to Patreon.com/slash Boogie Bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to tell me about your weekend, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to announce after six weeks, the Daily Boogie shirt, the merch has arrived here in little old Australia. Have a look at that. Sorry. There you go. Daily Boogie merchandise, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're a sick internet Ring weirdo... Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. <laughs> Thank you for the sub, Henry St. George Tucker Bumper. If you're a sick internet weirdo who is a fan of unknown podcasters on the other side of the world and you would like to represent that fandom in public spaces, it's not recommended, but if you would like to do it, uh, you can grab yourself a Daily Boogie shirt, teespring.com slash stores slash uh, the Daily Boogie, I think. No, no, Boogie Bumper. I don't know. You'll fucking find it. <laughs> I put a lot of effort into the plugs for this show. I saw nothing. So we finally got a show. It is very nice, though, by the way. Like, I'm not just saying that because it's my merch. The material's very nice and warm. And it's, it's quite good. It's very comfy. It's very roomy, very casual. That's what I'm going for here on a Friday night. So, well, I tried to have a little more fun on a Friday night. Unfortunately, the world isn't really reciprocating that vibe. Going to have to get into a little bit of serious... Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I hope I don't go too far over time tonight, but like I said, we've got so much to get through. Uh, let's kick it off with a little bit, because uh, I like to keep you abreast of what's happening down here in my part of the world. And as you know, uh, Australia has come to a loggerheads with China over the last few weeks. Uh, Australia called for an independent inquiry into how the coronavirus started and how it spread. And an international inquiry. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Christy Christy. Now, an international inquiry. So we wanted we wanted to get in there. We wanted to go through the books. We wanted to kick the tires 
see what's fucking going on in China. Uh, This was not appreciated. In response, Chinese state media referred to Australia as chewing gum on the boot of China that needs to be scraped off onto a rock. (laughs) We played that interview on this show. They said, uh, why do you, they ask, why do you always have to be such a troublemaker? The metaphor I used is China is like the big girl, burly guy in the bar. And Australia is the sweet little vixen sitting at the bar. Actually, it's more like a prison scenario. So China comes up to Australia, sits down next to Australia and starts rubbing Australia's inner thigh. And says, what is a, what isn't a country like you doing in a big bad world like it is? You know... Australia need a friend in this world. And China can be a very good friend to you. You don't want to be all on, on your own in this big bad world. You know, Australia, why do you have to be such a troublemaker? You always are making a trouble. You're always making things out more difficult for us. China can be a good friend to you. So, <laughs> uh, these warnings went... Un, unheeded and China has now declared economic war on little old Australia here. Sorry, I'm getting some interference noise here from something. I don't know what. It's starting to annoy me. Okay, I don't know. We'll keep going. I don't know. Something's annoying me. Some little background sound here. That's all right. We'll sort it out. I don't know. Does it sound okay to you on your end? Having a little bit of noise issue. It's starting to annoy me. Free tickets to tour Chaz. But no food available. Thank you for the diamond, Christy Christy. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Sounds fine. Okay, it must be just my end. Because, uh, yeah, there's some weird crackling and shit going on in the background. I have no idea what's causing it. Oh, God, it sounds awful. Okay. No, still there. Hang on a minute. I don't know. don't know where that noise is. I don't know. Sounds good. They're saying it sounds good. Maybe it's just on my end. It's it's a bit distracting. That's all right. We'll push on through. So, God, what a downer to way to start the fucking Friday show. Let's reset, shall we? Let's get, let's get back here. So, uh, China has declared economic war on Australia, but that wasn't enough. The first item I have for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen is hopefully going to be a lesson to not only Australians, but all of you around the Western world. Because right now with racial discrimination and racial, you know, angst and anguish between people... Stop the hammering! (laughs) Thank you for the diving, Kimmy. Thank you for the diving, Kimmy. With racial animosity now reaching fever pitch levels, I think it's, it's on us as Western peoples, specifically white people, to take a step back and really learn about ourselves and learn about how awful we really are. Thankfully, the good people of China, ladies and gentlemen, the militaristic, expansionist, imperialist dictatorship, the communist dictatorship of China, which is known for its stellar human rights record 
and the way that it treats ethnic minorities <laughs> with such such kid gloves. Uh, they're giving us some much-needed advice on the topic. Boys, boys, boys! Thank you for the diamond, Kevin Gallego. So we can learn a little something from China, ladies and gentlemen. China, Australia has a chronic racism, says Chinese state media. China state media has unleashed an extraordinary attack on Australia, saying our chronic problem with racism is worsening. Australia, what are your problem? You're, you'll see your... You're, you're nice people sometimes, but you're too much friend with America. We, so we can be your friend, but you need to stop with the racism. You know, Australia, you, you need to be nicer to people. You're such a, why you have to be such a troublemaker? You're always with the racism. China state media has unleashed an extraordinary attack on Australia, saying our chronic problem with racism is worsening. It's getting worse. You're getting um, lots of meaner, more racism. In a, scaling piece over, in a scathing piece overnight, the government-friendly Global Times said that for its citizens, hanging out with friends and shopping could be dangerous in Australia. <laughs> you know, in Australia, you can't even go to a shopping centre or a supermarket with your friend because if you go out with your friend, there's going to be lots of uh, racism. You know, the people hate you down there. They're not very nice people. In March, a Chinese student from Hong Kong was punched in the face and injured for wearing a face mask, and a pair of Chinese students were attacked by local gang members in broad daylight in April, the editorial reads. Chinese business owners were also targeted... Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, Christy Christy. Chinese business owners were also targeted, finding racist slogans outside their shops and restaurants or their properties being vandalised. China warns students not to travel to Australia following a Ring similar directive. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Give Christy Christy handing out the subs in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. China warned students not to travel to Australia following a similar directive to Chinese tourists and trade strikes on Australian beef and barley. China's education minister warned students of multiple incidents of discrimination targeting people of Asian descent. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. The Global Times says it interviewed a dozen Chinese students enrolled or admitted to Australian universities who said they have detected, quote, obvious racist trend through social media and were reconsidering their study plans. Oh, social media trends. You know, Australia used to be such a nicer country, but now you do things like you're asking for an uh, independent inquiry into coronavirus. You do things like uh, close your border. Uh, you know, there's a lot of racism there now. It's getting worse. You know, Australia would be so nice and friendly because you just uh, roll over and do what we say. But now you start to uh, stand up for yourself a little bit. This is uh, a lot of racism happening here. <laughs> to, my, to my more progressive brothers and sisters, I just want to ask you, genuinely ask you, do you understand the game here yet? Like, have you figured out what this is? Have you figured out how this works? Maybe as Ring a more the progressive bell and individual. Get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, Christy Christy. Maybe as a more progressive upper middle class white individual, you may have grown up in an area with lots of upper middle class white progressives. So maybe you don't have the kind of experience that you like to talk about that others may have had. So I can tell you something. As somebody who grew up in an area 
with a very, 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 very high immigrant population and ethnic minority population. Lots of Asian people, lots of Chinese people, lots of Indians, lots of Pacific Islanders, lots of uh, Arabs, right? The whole fucking lot. As somebody who grew up in that environment, I can tell you I have heard firsthand directly from my Asian friends that when you kvetch and when you try to throw yourself at the mercy of the liberal court and you talk about how awful you are and how awful white people are and how awful the West is, they laugh at you. The Asians, like the Chinese, are fucking laughing at you. I've had Asian people say to my face, Boogie, what's a what's a problem with our white people? And I'm like, what do you mean, man? And they're like, you uh, you know, you do uh, good things, like you make uh, like a lot of technology and you know, lots of uh, good science and lots of history. Why do you uh, like uh, hate yourself so much? <laughs> I've had these are legitimate fucking conversations, and I've had to say, oh, not everybody hates themselves, but a lot of people feel guilty, you know. And they look at you like you're fucking speaking. They look at you like they've seen a ghost. And they say, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> you're so crazy. Why are you hating yourself so much? Like, you know, you, why you always got to say how bad your country is? Like, it's fucking stupid, man. I've had these legitimate conversations more than just once. So when they see people on TV going, we're so sorry, we say bad things, it's awful, we're disgusting, we need to roll back our entire civilization to make everybody else feel comfortable, they sit there and go, ha dear people are crazy, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with these people? You're fucking stupid, man. You're just going to hand your country away to somebody else? You're fucking crazy, man. <laughs> you're, not, you're not earning people's respect by rolling over onto your back and pissing yourself, right? You're not earning people's respect by lowering your head and putting your your tail between your legs and groveling. That's not what earns you respect in the international sense. <laughs> Kimmy with a diamond sounds like America has daddy issues. <laughs> Why you gotta be uh, so uh, racist? You know, you're used to being very nice. Why you got to always be uh, causing a trouble? You're such a troublemaker. There have always been racist, uh, racist incidents. This is the article. But the discriminatory sentiments obviously rose during the pandemic. And I'm not sure what lies ahead if I return, the student is reported as saying. I can give you another little download here. <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond. <laughs> very good comment. Winning TV with a diamond says, my Asian half wonders that about my white half. If you're not sure, uh, Winning TV is half Asian, half Italian. So he's brother bring. Oh, brother bring. Hey, have a look at uh, this guy over here. He a hell of a guy. <laughs> brother fucking bring, mate. <laughs> Yo, what the hell is going on over here, huh? The fuck are you doing over here? What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, thank you, Christy. Christy for the diamond. Happy birthday to President Trump tomorrow. Is it his birthday tomorrow? There you go. There you fucking go. I wonder what he'll get. <laughs> hmm. So I can give you another little data download here from universities. This is a well-known fact, and it's so well-known that amazingly, like even the taxpayer-funded media outlets here in Australia have gone, they have done deep cover exposés of how corrupted the university system here is in favour of Chinese students. 
So little things like Chinese money funnels into the Australian universities so much so that they have whole uh, they have whole blocks of education dedicated to like Chinese history and Chairman Mao and shit. But they will protest calling racism if the university tries to bring in something that is like the history of Western civilization. Well, I'm not fucking joking. That's determined as white supremacy, but learning about how good Chairman Mao was, that's important. That's cultural uh, understandings. That's cultural history. We need to know this. The other thing that happens is in these universities, for the group assignments, right, a lot of the times there'll be like one white Australian kid, or not even white, just one English-speaking Australian kid or young adult grouped with like three Chinese foreign exchange students, foreign students, and the English of the Chinese students is so poor, you see, because they pay like twice as much to get a degree here. It's our third biggest industry is selling university places to overseas students, believe it or not, behind mining and housing. Hence why uh, when the coronavirus news broke out, the government refused to open the air, uh, close the airports for two months because we had to let the students come back because it's worth billions to us. So... The one English-speaking Australian kid will be grouped with three Chinese students who can barely speak English and then has to do the entirety of the assignment themselves because the teachers are afraid to fail the Chinese students. Believe it or not, we have this on record. Because the Chinese students can barely speak English, they'll be grouped with somebody else and that damages the education of the one English speaker because they now have to do three times as much work as they would normally do because they've got to cover the ass of the Chinese students because the, the teacher doesn't want to fail the Chinese students. Because if you fail the Chinese students, they don't get the degree. And if they don't get the degree, they're not getting what they paid for. And if they don't get what they paid for, they don't keep fucking paying. It is a corrupt clusterfuck. So to have the Chinese media come out and say, well, you know, you need to do more. You need to be a lesser racist towards us. We're your friend. It is the height of hypocrisy. But, you know, there's no... I'm not even angry at China. Because people go, oh, fuck China, fuck China. Don't be angry at China. We did this to ourselves. This is our government and our leaders and our education system doing this. China's just been taking advantage of that white guilt, of that, you know need that they laugh at in white upper middle class progressives to kvetch and throw themselves at the mercy of the racist court and cry about how awful they are. They just take advantage of it. And if you haven't worked out that it's a scam yet, I've got I've got I've got nothing to say to you. This is how it works. They will lean on you and tell you how awful you are in order to get an advantage over you. <clears throat> and when you cry and when you beg for apologies and when you take a knee and when you say how awful you are and how awful your history is and how it needs to be done away with the other people don't clap and give you a pat on the back they don't say how wonderful it is they laugh at you and they say I can't believe these fucking pathetic people are just rolling over again look at them have a look at them rolling onto their backs pissing themselves like a scolded dog that's in reality what takes place here the newspaper noted even though the campus was safe, hanging out with friends and shopping could be dangerous. This comes after Finance Minister Matthias Cormann rejected claims of a rise in racist attacks. Quote, Australia is a successful multicultural society 
We are a welcoming country and we encourage all potential students who are considering higher education in a foreign country to come to Australia. Got to have cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Acting Multicultural Affairs Minister Alan Tudge. Why is there even a Multicultural Affairs Minister? That's not a real portfolio. A fucking pigeon could do that job. Acknowledged there were some instances of racism against people of Asian descent, but said they were actions of a tiny minority of cowardly idiots. It's not the Australian way, and I don't think it's by any stretch of the imagination the Australian norm. Beijing's warning could deal a heavy blow to Australia's education sector, which is heavily dependent on Chinese students. Again, that's our fault. We shouldn't be heavily dependent on Chinese students. Then they wouldn't have this kind of leverage. Vicky Thompson from the group of eight universities described the Chinese statement as disappointing. <laughs> Quote, Our duty of care extends to all of our students, domestic and international, and never more so at this time while we are in the middle of a global pandemic. Australia and our universities remain safe destinations for all of our students. The group of eight is absolutely committed to our international students and to making a positive and collaborative relationship with China. But statements such as this do make things more difficult at an already difficult time. Yeah, I can throw the link in there for you. Kevin Gallego wants the link. How about this? How about this, my man? Let me throw that right in the fucking chat for you. There you go. Trade Minister Simon Birmingham is trying desperately to claim the dip uh, diplomatic tensions, uh, calm the diplomatic tensions, pardon me, but has been ignored by his Chinese counterpart for more than a month <laughs> Australia and China won't agree on everything and we don't agree on everything but we want to have a constructive partnership we are going to be tied in this region forever and therefore we're open to continuing to work through difficult issues and we ought to continue to encourage engagement with our businesses, students and others ladies and gentlemen Australia, you have a chronic racism problem and it's uh, getting worse now, over the weekend last weekend and last night and continuing over this weekend we're starting to have some of the sympathy protests so australians down here have picked up the black lives matter uh, matter flag and they're waving it and they're going out and they're doing protests and it's all very good very happy stuff but it, it brings up a delicious problem for our politicians you see because after spending the last three months telling us that we can't go to barbecues we can't walk on the beach we can't go watch football, we can't go to the movies, we can't go to the gym because of coronavirus. They now have this situation where they're being, they're trying to tell protesters that they can't protest. They're making the protests illegal because of coronavirus. And of course, politicians don't want to be seen as doing racism, especially now that China's onto us. So, so they don't want to say racist things like you don't have a right to protest for Black Lives Matter. But then again, they want to make sure that they don't enrage the rest of the country who has been told to stay inside for the last three months. So it's a very, it's a very delicious little uh, dichotomy that they're wrestling with here. <laughs> but I'm going to show you something. On this occasion, I'm actually on the side of the protesters. I'll explain. Have a look at this. Evening. Please don't go. That is the overwhelming... Please don't go. Don't go! ...message to demonstrators with another Black Lives Matter protest. 
<laughs> Winning TV with a diamond. Whip guy mini of multi-cult affairs for Boogie Stan. And for you tomorrow can do that. night. Police have threatened fines and even arrests, while the Prime Minister says they should face charges. But at this stage... Yeah, arrest the protesters. Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to show you why they're, they've got... They've got a, a, a legitimate reason to be pissed off, these protesters, and it's not what you think. Thousands of people could march through Sydney. Now, it comes as news of an infected protester from the weekend sparks fears of a second wave hey! of COVID-19. <laughs> JJ Stoner with a diamond. Follow JJ Stoner, by the way. DLive.tv slash JJ Stoner. I'm late, sorry, dead penis smens 07. <laughs> When 20,000 rallied... 20,000! ...for a legal march on Saturday, police largely took a back seat. Of course they but did. senior officers warned tomorrow there will not be a repeat performance. Oh. Um, tomorrow's event um, is not authorised. I'm asking... It's an unauthorised protest. <laughs> the whole concept of an unauthorised protest just fucking makes me laugh. Isn't that the point of a protest? <laughs> you know what I mean? I've made this point before. I'll make it again. Uh, they they weren't so lenient with the lockdown protesters, right? They would come out and say, this is an unauthorised protest. Oh, okay. Look, we respect your right to protest, but it has to be authorised by the police. Okay. Uh, can we get our protest authorised? What's it for? Uh, we're marching against the coronavirus laws. No, we can't let you do that. That would be in violation of the coronavirus laws. But we're protesting against the coronavirus laws. Great, you have a right to protest. Anybody can protest. You can just get authorization. Or can we have authorization? No, that would be against the law. <laughs> so it's fucking ridiculous. But anyway. People not to attend that public gathering tomorrow. A Facebook event for the Stop Black Deaths in Custody rally scheduled for 6.30pm at Town Hall already happened. Fascist TV with a diamond. Oh, the hypocrisy. But see, I think people should be allowed to protest, right? So on this side, on this occasion, like not anything to do with uh, the agenda that they're pushing, not anything to do with what they want, the demands that they're making, the Black Lives Matter protesters here. I'm going to show you why this is fucking ridiculous. And I'm going to show you why they have a legitimate uh, complaint here. I'm on there. I'm on your side. Believe it or not, I've become that guy. I hope nobody throws a rock through my window. <laughs> I'm on your side has around a 1,000 people indicating they'll be there. Another protest by refugee activists is being planned for Saturday. Do not go to those rallies. Do not go. The Prime Minister. Do not go to those rallies. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> you are putting others' lives at risk. And fueling those concerns, confirmation today, a man in his 30s who attended the Melbourne rally Saturday has now tested positive for COVID-19. Okay. So do not go to the protest rally. We don't want you to go to the protest rally. It's an illegal protest rally. You're, you're putting everybody's live, uh, life at risk. You're making people sick. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now, I'm going to show you why they have a legitimate gripe here. This, what I'm about to show you, when I was watching the news last night, was the very next news report after that one. Literally, the very next news report after the Prime Minister has said on television, don't go to this rally, you can spread coronavirus, you're putting people's lives at risk, it's illegal, you can't do it, this is what happened on the news. Have a look at this. The government has given its biggest signal yet that Australia is on the path to recovery. Oh. From next month, 
thousands of footy fans will be allowed back into stadiums, we can finally holiday interstate, and there are new rules for weddings, funerals and other gatherings. <laughs> now, the last month got accelerated to this weekend. Now, even if you don't uh, agree with the Black Lives Matter protesters, you can at least see the ridiculousness of this, right? Let me <laughs> have a look at this. So they say to the Black Lives Matter protesters, you can't go out and protest on the weekend because it's unsafe. And in the very next story, they say this to sports fans. So it means that people will be able to watch the games, not as cardboard cutouts, um, but in, in, in person. <laughs> With Australia exceeding hopes on containing the coronavirus, <laughs> National Cabinet is pressing on with lifting restrictions. We are in a good place. We've only had 38 new cases over the last week. It's only, in July, it's, stadiums it's, 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 Everything's to... fine. Everything's fine, guys. There's no problem. There's no panic. Go back to the football stadiums. Go back to the sports stadium. 10,000 people can now get together at a football stadium on the, sa on the same day. <laughs> the government's saying 10,000 sports fans, you can go to the stadium, no problem. But the 10,000 protesters, uh-uh, can't do that. Big smacks, you're going to make everybody sick again. <laughs> Isn't it fucking ridiculous? Do 40,000 seats can re- Like, uh, they have a legitimate complaint now. The Black Lives Matter protesters must be sitting there going, are you fucking serious? What the hell is this? What the hell is this shit, man? And they're right. They are 100% right to say that is bullshit. So you're going to arrest me for protesting, but you're going to let... So here's the thing, right? Two people are walking down a busy Sydney street. One is dressed in a football jersey and the other one is dressed in a Black Lives Matter shirt. They will come and arrest the person dressed in the Black Lives Matter shirt because he's not going to the football. So you're only putting people at risk if you're in the street with 10,000 people. If you're in a stadium with 10,000 people, no fucking problem. <laughs> Did you ever get the impression that they were making up these rules as they go along? Oh, of course, winning TV, no, no doubt. Winning TV says protests equal no revenue, footy equals tax revenue. 100%. No doubt. But it's the, the thing that annoys me is the shameless obviousness of that. You know what I mean? The shameless hypocrisy from, and you know, this is a conservative government, mind you. And they, they, they legitimately care not one single fucking jot for what you think. Beyond that, they don't even care if it's obvious that they're screwing everybody, right? They do not give a single fuck. They will openly tell you that you can't protest because it spreads coronavirus, but you can, in the same number of people, go to a football game because that won't spread coronavirus. They do not care. And yes, it's about tax revenue. Yes, it's about money. Yes, these are... Professional sports are big organisations. They employ a lot of people. They make a lot of money and protests don't. I get that, 100%. But it just goes to show you the disdain with which they treat the average citizen now here in 2020. They do not give a single fuck what you think. And on this occasion, even though I'm pained to do it, I have to say uh, the Black Lives Matter protesters have a legitimate fucking argument.
because the government is giving them the finger and saying to the sports fans, off you go, have a nice day, welcome back to the football. They're just making it up as they go along. Black Lives Matter protesters aside, today we're learning how we can address racism, ladies and gentlemen. As the Chinese have told us, Australia is a very racist country. Why are you going to be so racist for? You know, you could be a nicer person. You don't have to be so racist all the time. So we can learn from China and there's other places that we can learn about how racist and awful we are. And one of those places, I think, is children's entertainment. I saw this tweeted out on Wednesday night and I was mortified that I hadn't seen it earlier, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how many people have, how many of you have watched this, but Elmo, Elmo is going to teach us about racism now. <laughs> have a look at this. Have a look at this fucking, have a look at this gold. I have to put a, like a caveat to this. Stuff like this used to annoy me. It doesn't anymore. Like, I don't care. I'm, I'm over that ridge. You know what I mean? I've gone past the point of caring now. Because getting angry about this stuff doesn't stop it. Getting angry about, you know, programming children with anti-racism, you know, uh, propaganda and stuff and all of that shit. It, it, if you get upset about it and you think, oh, look what they're doing to our kids. It doesn't make any fucking difference. They're just going to do it anyway. I think the best that you can do is just care about, like, if you have kids, the best that you can do is buttress them against it. And you've just got to say to everybody else, you're on your own. Getting upset about this stuff is not going to fix it. It's the same thing, like, with the abortion thing, right? Like, I'm not in favor of abortion, but screaming your tits off about abortion doesn't stop people wanting to get abortions. I'm not in favor of the uh, like the trans children movement, like giving children um, hormone replacement therapy and shit like that. I, like I'm not in favor of that either. But getting upset about it doesn't change anything. At this point, I'm like, do what you want. Do what you want. I'll just care about me. And if it doesn't work out for you later on in life and it, things go badly, then I'm not going to care, right? So don't. I'm. I'm going to give you this. Here's the deal. I'm not going to get angry at what you do now, but I'm also not going to care about you later on if shit doesn't work out for you. Sorry, can't have it both ways. Gypsy with a diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Says, my kids watch Paw Patrol. Fight me, bitches. Well, that's aren't they taking Paw Patrol away now? They've already gotten rid of uh, an episode of Faulty Towers, a 40-year-old British TV show. It's like cancel culture is ramping up. I guess... If TV shows want to remain on television, then they have to do stuff like this. Let's learn about racism. Elma doesn't understand what's happening. Why are all these people together? <laughs> oh, well, they're gathering together to protest. Oh, they're protesting, Elmo. Protest? Elmo doesn't understand. What's a protest? Oh, uh, uh, a protest is when people come together to show they are upset and disagree about something. They want to make others aware of the problem. Through protesting, people are able to share their feelings and work together to make... CNN, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, we've said before that CNN treats their audience like children. I, 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 need I say more? <laughs> Things. Remember we did that video, was it earlier this week or late last week, how to talk to your kids about racism? 
well, this is a next level. This is inception level how to talk to your kids about racism. Better. They make signs uh, like this. Love, justice, peace. Ah. Henry St. George Tucker Bumper Politics says, hold up, I'm learning here. Yeah, I'm bringing this sign to the protest at the community centre later. Mm. (laughs) I want to know why Elmo's uncle sounds like, you know, a black guy. (laughs) Hell yeah, I'm bringing this sign to the community centre later. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, there's some motherfuckers out there, they be protesting like the racisms and shit. Yo, motherfucker, these fucking pigs be rolling up in our hood, yo. They be cracking skulls and let me tell you something, motherfucker. Y'all better step back. We gonna start taking names, bitch. Elmo doesn't understand. <laughs> Elmo, you a little whiny bitch. You under- You hear me, boy? <laughs> you need to stand up for your fucking community, son. Elm- Uncle make Elmo cry. <laughs> but that... <laughs> Elmo believes in the ethno state. Elmo wants the national. <laughs> Elmo thinks that we should be working to secure a future for Elmo's people. You a little fucking clan member, ain't you, Elmo? You son of a bitch. Fuck you, motherfucker. Upset. Are the protesters sad? Are the protesters sad? Do they have jobs, Uncle Elmo? <laughs> they are sad and upset. And they have every right to be Elmo. People are upset because racism is a huge problem in our country. Racism? What's that? What's a racism? (laughs) I never heard of her. Elmo doesn't see color. (laughs) Elmo dislike everybody. Elmo think every race is trash. Oh. Racism is when people treat other people unfairly because of the way they look or the color of their skin. The color of their skin? Elmo doesn't understand, Daddy. Elmo has friends with different types of skin. Oh, I'm sorry. Elmo think everybody of a certain skin color should be put into oven. Black, brown, pink, purple. I know, Elmo, but not all streets are like Sesame. Whose streets? Elmo's streets. <laughs> okay, this is officially the dumbest thing we've ever done. <laughs> Little Natsock Elmo. <laughs> Elmo want to rise against the cartel of international bankers and criminals. Sesame Street. I mean, on Sesame Street, we all love and... Uncle, why does one group of people control all the entertainment? <laughs> respect one another. <laughs> Across the country, people of color, especially in the black community... In the, are, in the black community, motherfucker. ...being treated unfairly. Unfair. Because of how they look, their, their culture, race, and yeah. who they are. Who they, who they is. What we are seeing is people saying enough is enough. They want to end racism. But, but uncle, why don't they just go back to their own country? <laughs> if they don't like this country here, why don't they have their own country? Maybe Elmo won a country with all the Elmos. 
And everybody else can have their own country too. Why don't we have our own countries, uncle? Won't that solve the racism if we kick out all of the people who are different from Elma? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Taking everybody away. Oh. What about a country just for the Elmos? <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're learning about racism here on the Daily Boogie. Friday night edition. Uh, speaking of racism, ladies and gentlemen, this for happened. those who wish to, we will now kneel for our moment Oh, of my silence. goodness. Politicians kneeling. They look stupid. They look weak. Why are they wearing the African thing? They're not African. They're not black. You ain't black. Jerry, of course, didn't kneel because I don't think, you know, Jerry might be a racist, I'm not sure, but I don't think he would be able to get back up if he did kneel. <laughs> Poor old Jerry Nadler. Have a look at this. <laughs> what a circus, mate. What a what a ridiculous insane so this is this is next level pandering. Again, people are laughing at you for doing this. You're not in solidarity, you're not this isn't even virtue signaling. This is embarrass this is an embarrassing display of a misguided uh political class that has been in power far too long and legitimately doesn't understand the people in the country that they're governing. Yeah, exactly. Listen to those shutters go, huh? Elmo wants a boogaloo. So Putting on an African scarf, getting the photo opportunity. This shit doesn't work anymore. This is not the 60s. All of these people are still living in the 60s. They're living through 60s principles, right? They have not progressed. Back in the 60s, this might have meant something, but they have no play here. They have no other option to go to. Kitty V in a chat. I saw a meme of Nancy Pelosi kneeling on Floyd's neck. Now that I need to get that. Look at this. Unbelievable. Shameless, shallow display. And it's no different from making all of the nice sounding bullshit speeches. Oh, we need unity, not division. We need progress, not regress. We need to move forwards, not backwards. It means nothing. It does nothing. It means nothing. It just makes you look stupid. You look like an idiot, and that's it. 
Like, do they do? What do they think that somebody who's out there on Main Street throwing a brick through a window to steal a television is going to see this and go, "Man, we got this shit all wrong. We need to go home." Nancy cares about me. <laughs> Nancy and Chuck Schumer and the rest of the Democrats—they love me. Didn't you see? They put on an African scarf for whatever reason and knelt down for a minute. Didn't you see? They're on our side. Well, I'm on your side. The reality checks are coming thick and fast for these people. Humiliation is a ritual for them. You could be right. (laughs) And I like the African-styled face mask there in the background. Very stylish. So who made your mask? Well, this this mask comes from a little boutique designer in uh, Massachusetts. And uh, they've been sending masks around uh, everywhere. And, you know, it's just nice. People like to uh, make, you know, people like to have uh, the mask. And, you know, they like to share things to make the world a better place. Uh, it says page not working. I'll, I'll grab it after the show. Uh, Kitty B in the chat giving us that picture. Let's keep, let's keep this cavalcade, let's keep this cacophony rolling on, shall we? The next president of the United States of America, <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden. Well, because you see, I would see the black people and they'd be wearing a scarf and they uh, touch my leg and make the hair go the other way. And you, and you shut up. You shut up, fat. Now you listen here. You listen here. Shush now. You shush. So I would go down to the pools and there was a bad guy there. And, you know, all this out here, that would be, uh, there was no housing. That was just all fields out there. And I would be working at the pools, and I like to have the kids sit on my lap because they rub the leg and make the hair go the other way. 2020, Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen. Let me make something clear. Shut up, Black. <laughs> Shut up, Cheadle. I'm a white man. I think I understand, but I can't feel it. Yeah, yeah. I can feel it. But uncle, why does Joe Biden represent the black people when he's not a black man? Why doesn't the black people go back to Africa, uncle? Then there's no racism. Why can we fix the racism that way? I mean, I feel it, but I, I don't know what it's Poo-poo like. Poo-poo pee 2020. Black man walking down. Get, get yourself a poo-poo pee. After you've bought your uh, Daily Boogie shirt. There it is. Can we get that on? That's better. After you've grabbed yourself a Daily Boogie shirt from the Teespring store, go on to uh, Mercer's store, get yourself a Poo Poo PP 2020 shirt, ladies and gentlemen. Support Elmo endorses Joe Biden. The street and be accosted, be a black man walking down the street, yep. be arrested, be a black man walking down the street, and God forbid something worse happen to me. You know, uh, if we just let this wound scab over again, it's never going to heal. <sighs> Actually, that's how wounds heal, Joe. <laughs> He's a fucking moron. If we uh, if we just let this scab uh, wound, if we just let this wound scab over again, then it's never gonna heal. Actually, Joe, that's how things heal. See, the scab goes over the wound to stop like the germs and the infections getting into the wound, and then the wound heals underneath the scab, and then the scab falls off or goes away. That's you. You literally need a scab to heal. You know, if we let this wound scab, 
It's never gonna heal. We need to keep picking at the scab. Just keep picking at it. You know, when the scab gets all pussy and shit, we need to keep ripping that scab off. And it's gonna be itchy sometimes. You need to scratch it. Scratch that scab away. We just want to keep bleeding constantly. We gotta keep opening up the wound. Exactly, Scott Vogler in chat. We just gotta keep that wound open, baby. Don't let that shit scab. When you see, when you wake up in the morning, you see a scab. When they touch your leg and make a hair go the other way, and they run their hand over the scab, rip that scab off. Get all that nice pussy shit out of there. As I said, George Floyd's last words didn't die with him. They're echoing all across the country. All across. And the I country. think, I think they speak down to a to a, a nation where. You have over 108,000 people who have lost their lives to a virus now. 40 million Americans have filed for over 40 million for unemployment. A Do you know the problem with this stuff, right? Here was the first time in years, right? Where regardless, for the most part, like the overwhelming majority, here was the first time regardless of ideology, regardless of political team, and you know, like we try to break out of that mindset here on this show for a reason. So regardless of team, regardless of ideology, regardless of fucking tribe, here was the first time in years where almost everybody was on the same page and said, you know what, this is fucking shitty. What happened to this guy is shitty doesn't even don't even care about the backstory so much like just that imagery and seeing that that shit should not happen everybody was on the same side for like a week but of course exactly ripping the scab off right keeping that wound open so that was the scab that was there was healing in the aftermath of that there was people on the two opposite sides coming together and saying you know what we can all agree that this is fucking shitty for the first time in ages that happened and it lasted about a week and then people had to start fucking burning cities to the ground and throwing shit through shop windows and then the politicians had to come out and start taking knees and wearing ridiculous fucking scarves and going on doing interviews and calling everybody fucking nazis and white supremacists again and then for that brief shining moment where everybody was on the same side it was like something might get done but now, no, we need to ban TV shows. We need to pull TV shows. We need to change cartoons. We need to have Elmo lecturing us on CNN. We need to have looting and rioting. We need to have uh, everybody accusing everybody else of being a white supremacist and a fucking bigot and a Nazi and over and over again until we get back to the point of complete opposition again. There was a moment of unity that lasted a few days and people decided, no, we can't have this. This is not in our interest. Let's ratchet up that fucking division once again. And again, if you're on the progressive side of the discussion, just remember in the days after this how everybody agreed. And you made it your mission to say, okay, now it's time to kick the shit out of the Nazis and the bigots and spray paint things and tear down statues and loot and riot and burn buildings down. <laughs> and now at the end of this cycle, you're going to come to everybody else again with your fucking hand out and say, do what I say so we can all be friends. And when people point to all the other shit that runs contrary to like the message of unity and everybody agreeing when people point to that and say hey you screwed this up then you're just going to accuse them of being bigots again 
and we'll go through the whole same cycle again. And if you don't see how you're being used, how you're being puppeted, again, I don't know how to help you. The one moment in years where there was an opportunity for people to see eye to eye and you fucking blew it. You blew it with shit like this, with this idiot doing shit like this. Portion number of the coronavirus cases and job losses are in the African-American and Latino communities. Matter of fact, Latino communities even have a higher unemployment rate, lost job. The moment, it seems to me, it's a wake-up call for everybody, for all of us. And the moment, I think, has come for our nation to deal with this systemic racism, to deal with the growing economic... Misanthropic altruist in the chat says, all teams suck except for white libertarians. Elmo says taxation is theft. Inequity in our nation. And Elmo says the unjustified use of force against an individual person who's pursuing their own liberty is a crime. To deal with the denial of the promise of this nation for so many. Early in the week, I had, uh, I laid out initial steps I thought the Congress should take immediately <laughs> as it related to police conduct. Outlaw, chokehold, stop, no. transfer of weapons of war, meaning those weapons of war. Fuck these people. Like I said, I do try to have a bit more fun on a Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Elmo thinks we should secure a future for the Elmo race. If we get... If we kick out all the people who are different, there'd be no racism anymore. Ah. <laughs> With that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take a quick five-minute break. I'm going to refresh my drink. I'm going to visit the little boys' room. When we come back after the break, I promise you, we'll have a little bit more fun. We'll start your weekend off on the right foot. Enough of this bullshit for now. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll be back into the swing of it on Monday. But I do try to wind down on a Friday night. So if you could stick around for five minutes, please do. If not, so long, sucker. Uh, I'll be back very soon. You're listening to the Daily Boogie podcast here on a Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. your novelty comedy songs organic handmade with painstaking care put into every note well look no further than irrational times using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later irrational times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level new songs and sketches every week so check it out. Idiot Boogie Bumper. 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 Really giving that one a workout? Come on. Dlive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? 
These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. My I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? What's you? Why do you have to ruin my evening? Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show. And you, you got to, you just got to do that. You just do without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No! No! <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Feeling depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like goth public access TV? Then join me for The Big Empty every Sunday at noon. Major underscore Tom on DLive with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. Hey, Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. 
That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. And old cartoons We hope to see you over there very soon It's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessie When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessie Enjoy the joy of Pessie Enjoy the joy of Pessie This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More Sometimes right on. this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Woo. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Friday night here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. I saw somebody mention, I think it was Smokey mentioned in the chat earlier, that it's Saturday morning for you, yeah, but I work on USA time. I work nights, which is daytime over there, so it's, it is 6 o'clock on a Friday night for me, believe it or not, the way my work schedule works out. Conveniently so. So thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Second half of the show. We are going to have to get to Chazistan. Chaz was a big opportunity missed, I think, for people. Like, surely, surely any any uh, self-respecting Simpsons fan out there in the audience must be calling the citizens of Chaz, Chaz Wazers. From the episode where the Simpsons go to Australia. And we have them in America. They're called bullfrogs. That's an odd name. I'd have called them Chaz Wazers. The people of Chaz should be known as Chaz Wazers. <laughs> and I'm committed to this fucking cause. I'm on a crusade to have the citizens of Chaz known as Chaz Wazers very important to me that we get this done so we're going to take a little trip to Chaz to meet the Chaz Wazers ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and then we'll get into some other shit as well thank you for joining us here on the Daily Boogie just a quick announcement too by the way Joy of Pessy is back I think he's back tonight and tomorrow night so Joy of Pessy midnight tonight I think Irrational Times may be coming up tonight as well Coffee Talk with Sandra tonight 
Uh, everybody's favourite love, lover of French women, Mersh, will be back tonight as well, I think, at 10pm. So plenty of stuff to keep you going. If, like I said, you are one of these sick freaks who just watches unknown podcasters on the internet and buys their merchandise at the Teespring store, Daily Boogie. <laughs> Teespring.com slash store slash Boogie Bumper. All right, let's get into it. This 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 is one of the legitimately one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen. And I'm somebody who's been watching politics for a long time. Like I said, when I was a younger, more angry man, I used to, this kind of shit would get to me, but it doesn't anymore because now I don't care. Once you accept the reality that we're all fucked on a long enough timeline, everybody's fucked anyway. Uh, you very, you, you, that, ang- that anger, like it seeps out of you and it disappears. The metaphor I like to use is, you know, like in, in the movie are the usual suspects. He's talking to Kaiser Sose before he knows who Kaiser Sose is. And he says, do you know how you can pick a guilty man out of a prison cell? And he's like, no. And he's like, the guilty guy is the one who's asleep overnight because the other guys are like worried. They're confused. They don't want to be there. They shouldn't be there. The guilty man has accepted his fate. He's relaxed. He knows that he's caught so he can fall asleep but the innocent guys stay awake. It's the same thing. Like, I'm not a bitter person. I'm not an angry person. When I cared more, when I had hope, I was angry. When I had hope that things could change for the better and we could win and uh, we would eventually get to this place where everybody's awake and everybody's paying attention and everybody cares and common sense runs the show again. When I believed those things, I was a much angrier person. When I accepted the fact that most people are stupid or most people don't care and the political class is going to screw us, I became a very relaxed, very happy person (laughs) because I knew that there was no point in pining for things. There was no point in holding out hope. Hope makes you angry. Once you give up that hope, then you can become a very relaxed, productive member of society, believe it or not. So with that in mind, Things like this used to annoy me. Look at this fucking headline here. Seattle police chief meets with protesters who remain at East Precinct after officers scale back. This is an exercise in programming on a minute macro level, ladies and gentlemen. That's one way of saying that armed citizens have now taken up six blocks of Seattle and are like essentially holding the city to ransom, right? (laughs) See, if I was writing that headline, I would say... An unofficial armed militia takes control of six blocks in Seattle. Something like that. Armed protesters declare autonomous zone in Seattle. No, no, no. Here at the corporate press, we need to constantly massage your brain into a state of apathy. So we say, Seattle police chief makes pro- meets with protesters who remain at East Precinct after officers scale back. Makes it sound like they're sitting down for fucking coffee and crumpets. Oh, we're just having a meeting. We're having a meeting with some protesters. Well, isn't that nice? Isn't that lovely? You know, hopefully we can find some common ground with these folks. You mean common ground with the people who are legitimately armed and declaring that a section of your city now belongs to them? You mean (laughs) find some common ground with the armed militia who has taken over Seattle? What are you, fucking stupid? (laughs) But whatever. Just makes me laugh now. Chief Carmen Best, she's not giving her best, 
met with protesters in an effort to find some common ground after several marches ended in violent clashes between uh, police and demonstrators. Let's refresh here because they've got a little video. Let's see how this meeting went. In Pine, where you see the gates, and over here it says "East Side is ours." Someone's spray painted (laughs) "Together We Stand." It reminds me of that line from Falling Down. I seem to have stumbled upon your territorial pissing ground. Today, the police chief came here hoping to find some common ground. There's poor bodies, people over property, um, people, and my message is honestly a message of uh, eradication of complacency. An eradication of complacency. Very, very well workshopped. <laughs> very well thought up, sir. Protesters pushing for change met with a police chief focused on the path forward. I mean, to me, it looks like the arm takeover of a section of a city. But what what would I know? No, this is a crusade against complacency. How we can move forward, how we Look can keep this. people safe, first of all, but also, you know, how we might find... The ridiculousness. Ring of this. the bell and get your cheese, man. UK Neil, five sub, five month sub streak. How about that? Thank you, UK Neil. Have a look at the absurdity of this. Can anyone see why this image is fucking ridiculous? And again, I'm reaching out to my more progressive brothers and sisters who believe in things like symbolism, who believe that. Certain voices need to be heard and certain people need to be put in certain positions in order for there to be legitimate change, right? Do you see where I'm coming from with this? Do you see what I'm getting at here? Why is this image ridiculous? I'll give you a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, not just black cop, Dr. Sexy in the chat, you win half an internet for that. It's not just a black cop. It's the top cop in this precinct. And it's not just a black cop, it's a black female cop. So you have a discussion between the alleged ringleader of... Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. You have a discussion here live on camera. Like this this is PR, right? Oh, we're reaching out to the protesters. We want to find some middle ground. Ladies and gentlemen, please, I implore you. You have the alleged ringleader of this armed takeover of six blocks of Seattle meeting with the black female top cop in that precinct. (laughs) The reason that they're there? Police fucking brutality, apparently. And like I said earlier, politicians like to make speeches about Oh, we need more diversity. We need more acceptance, right? We need to go forward, not backward. We need progress, not regress. We need unity, not division. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't get any more diverse. It doesn't get any more progressive than a black female police chief talking with a black ringleader of a protest about how to stop police fucking brutality against black people. Like, give me a fucking break. And the cameras are there and they're like, oh, look at this. Look at this. We're meeting with the protesters. We're finding common ground. (laughs) 
again, if that doesn't, if shit like this doesn't prove to you that your whole, your whole foundation of understanding is rooted, deeply rooted in lies and shallow symbolism, then I don't know how to help you at this point. Some resolutions. Yesterday, police removed their barricades, but protesters now have their own fences at the East Precinct where the words cop free zone and defund police are spray painted <laughs> nearby. I want to know what was the initial objective to stopping our march in the first place? Uh, maybe we were trying to stop an armed takeover of Seattle. How about that? Protesters have questions about the police use of tear gas. For moving forward, if we do decide to have another march or another big congregation of. <laughs> UK Neil with the diamond. Fraser wouldn't like all this Chaz business there. Thousands of people. Um, will we be met with the same type of offensive tactics and the same, or are you guys, you guys learned? And now, <laughs> have you guys learned your fucking lesson? Listen to this. Come on now. Come on now. Tactics and the same, or are you guys, you guys learned and chilling now? Or? Are you guys learned and chilling now? Do you get the fucking message? Do you get the do you get the message, officer? Right? You threw tear gas into our protest, so we have now, with guns, taken over a section of your city. So now, are you going to let us march? Are you going to give us what we want? They're making demands. <clears throat> yeah, Kimmy in a chat. Wow, but this shit just goes. It goes flying right through to the catcher. Swing and a miss. Nobody cares. Nobody's reading the subtext to this. Have you learned your lesson, ma'am? So now next time we want to have a protest, are you going to do sh like are you just going to chill? Are you going to let us are you going to stand back and let us do what we want? Oh. Well, I'm looking for some common ground, you know. I hope that we can come together here because it's all about progress. It's all about coming together and understanding we we hear you. We stand with you. We kneel with you. We're on your side. We're on your side. <laughs> this is legitimate this is legit one of the most insane things i've ever seen in like my entire adult life of watching politics and and news and shit like that and it's being treated like just a meh i even saw oliver darcy tweet you expect this kind of shit from oliver darcy granted but i saw oliver darcy tweeting about it yesterday and he was like anybody who says that this is something serious is pushing right-wing propaganda <laughs> it's like have a look at the images on your screen. You have an armed up you have an armed militia essentially taking control of a section of the city, making demands of the police there, saying, "Have you learned your lesson yet? Are you going to stand back and let us do what we want?" Unfucking believable. Bad. The street was open. The, the, the videos, the cameras, y'all were there. So the next, street was so next open. time that won't be. That no, the only the time we react in any kind of way is if, you know, the officers are taking rocks and bottles and we removed them. We had 25 people injured. Did you hear that? The only time we will act in that way, like the tear gas, is if our officers are being attacked with like rocks and bottles. This is words from her own mouth. And she follows it up by saying, but we moved them. Her officers were getting attacked with rocks and bottles, so she took the officers away. 
progressive policing, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, I'm not one for like over the top policing. You've, if you've been watching the show the last couple of months, that's fucking evident, right? We have taken our slaps at um, overzealous policing many a time over the last few months. And without hesitation, and I would do it again. And in my opinion, rightly, for when they overstep the mark. But this has got to be the overcorrection of overcorrections. So now we just let them go. Now we're going to let you do what you want. If you attack us, we will run away. And if you take over a section of our city, we will sit down and have a discussion with you. <laughs> Follow Q says, I just hope someone is handing out condoms there. Don't worry, we've got Planned Parenthood for that. It's all good. Got to use them. We've got all those abortion tanks. We may as well fill them. Um, <laughs> but Elmo doesn't want an abortion. Um, so an armed takeover of the section of the city. We sit down and have a discussion, and the people who have taken over the city are now making demands of the local police. I hope you learned your lesson. I hope you're going to do what we tell you to do in the future. Dude. We, I don't want officers injured. I don't want the community injured. This chief says she wants Thank to meet coming. peace with peace. When I look at you, I see my own family members right in your face, right? So it is time for us to have dialogue and have change. Dialogue. Dialogue and change. Again, if, if, you, if you hold out some hope that you're going to wake people up and change the world and one day everybody's going to come together and blah, 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 fucking blah, fine. That's a fine ideal to hold. But this is what you're dealing with here. While there are people with guns literally standing around six city blocks in one of the biggest cities in the United States, the, the top cop in the area is saying how we ran away when you started attacking us because it was the right thing to do and saying we need dialogue and hope and fucking change. A cynical person, a slightly more cynical person may say that the dialogue of hope and change is precisely what got us here in the first place. But a cynical person would say that. A cynical person might say that. I'm all for it. I just can't be for any kind of violent act. After this face-to-face -face meeting, it's still not clear. <laughs> I can't be for any violent acts. The taking over of a section of the city is a violent act. I don't know how, I don't know how to explain this to... You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Are you getting this or? <laughs> White Sense of Curia in the chat says, this is what negotiating with terrorists looks like. What's next? What's the plan going forward? What's we the want plan? People to be safe. They want to express their rights. We want them to express their rights. Where I think the, the minor things that we disagree on are things like blocking the street. You know, the very thing that fucking talking about blocking the street. <laughs> Yeah, that's the real issue here, darling. Is that somebody is blocking the street. <laughs> you know, my plan moving forward is, you know, there's you know, I wanna come together, I wanna have some dialogue and hope and change. And you know, we're very we're hopeful that after a couple of more meetings with the protesters that they might let us use our streets again. <laughs> We're hopeful if we sit down with the protesters a few more times and we give in to a few more of their demands, they might let our citizens use the roads again. And hope we're hopeful of that change. We think that they're being very reasonable. 
Unfucking believable, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if this is legit or not. It could be. It, it might not be. I don't know. But apparently this was snapped in the Chaz zone by the Chaz Wazers. Apparently they need some supplies. Uh, clothes, they need male pants, T-shirts and belts. Ice, the good kind. I guess that's the drug, is it? Or <laughs> Men's shoes, they need cigarettes and somebody's come along afterwards and put and lighters. We need cigarettes and lighters. Apparently, they didn't have the foresight to take over a section of Seattle which has a tobacconist, unfortunately for them. So, I don't know, why not just loot the stores and get what you want? <laughs> Lanterns, flashlights, headlamps, portable solar chargers, because we've got to be very green here in Chazwaza. Uh, what else do we need? Backpacks, reusable bags, tents. We need some tents and sleeping bags. Baby lotion, yes. <laughs> Bedding and what? Comforts? Personal personal fans? Personal fans get very hot. It's getting very hot right now in Seattle, apparently. Body wash, disinfectant, sunglasses. Got to have your sunglasses. You know, you've got to be looking sharp when you take over a city. Uh, shoes, zip ties, folding chairs, laundry bags, ladies and gentlemen. Because <laughs> we got to get a wash done. I've been holed up in Chaz for the last three days. My underwear needs to be cleaned. Got to masturbate. That's for the baby lotion, exactly. <laughs> wow. <sighs> I don't know. Let's hear from the mayor. So if the top cop isn't going to do something about this, if the top cop has nothing productive to say other than hope and change, we need to sit down and have a dialogue, and then maybe they'll give us our streets back. Um, let's see what the mayor has to say. The mayor's name is Jenny Durkin, I think. Durkin Durkin. <laughs> Durka Durkistan, we should call it. Let's see what Jenny Durkin, the mayor of Seattle, has to say about all this. I'm sure she'll bring some reason to this. I'm sure she'll take a hard line. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. It's been You're a welcome. few days since the chief and I have been able to talk to you. Uh, and now that we're in phase 1.5 of our <laughs> Phase 1.5? <laughs> what, phase 1.5 of taking the city back? <laughs> you know what that is, don't you? They came up with it because these fucking blo these brain-dead bureaucrats love having a plan. Their, their, their plans never work, but they love sitting down and having focus groups. They love sitting down and having discussions and meetings and coming up with plans. Okay, here's our plan. This is what we're going to do. This is, we've got a working group together to come up with a plan. I guarantee, I know what fucking happened here. Exactly, the Reefer Reaper's onto it. So they've come up with phase one and they've outlined all of their action item points for phase one. This is what we're going to achieve in phase one. And then when we've completed that, we'll move on to phase two, you see. <laughs> but phase one obviously didn't take. So in between phase one and phase two, they discovered that this phase is not going to be completed. So how about we split it up? So we'll have phase one and phase two. And before we get to phase two, we'll bring in phase 1.5. <laughs> because we're not going to hit phase two unless we do phase 1.5 first. To make it seem like this was all part of the plan. Like the Joker says, right? The, 
if as long as you say that you have a plan, even if the plan is fucking horrible, people won't panic. I could say that I could say that I'm going to kill a gangbanger or a busload of troops is going to be exploded. But as long as I say it's part of the plan, then people won't lose their minds. But if I say I'm going to kill one little mayor, then all of a sudden everybody goes crazy. Response <laughs> to COVID. I'm happy to welcome a small... Even if the plan is horrible. I'm an agent of chaos. I'm just chasing... Do I look like a guy who has a plan? I'm just chasing cars, and when I get hold of it, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> All socially distanced group back here in the room. A lot's happened in our city, not just over the last two weeks, but over the last several months. Ever since February 28th, when our city became the epicenter for COVID and the fight against COVID. I again want us all to remember. <laughs> Fascist TV based women. The spark that started the national dialogue. We are. Oh, God. National dialogues. We need hope and change. Killings, which I'm very pleased that Governor Inslee has promised to take up. Okay. Let's, get, know let's get to Chaz. We have a radical agenda and are promoting a conspiracy. Oh, yes, yes. Development oh, yes, please. I want to hear how it's everybody else's fault. Please give me that. I want to make clear yes. that for myself and for the city and for Chief Best, the First Amendment rights of residents must be protected and protesters must feel safe when they express their First Amendment rights. <laughs> Let's give them part of the city then. <laughs> Over the past few days, we've had peaceful demonstrations across the city. <gasps> That's it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> Peaceful demonstrations. Again, these people legitimately do not care what you think. They don't care if they are obviously making fools of themselves. They will just say whatever they want. They will do whatever they want. And you will point out the window and say, excuse me, Mayor, there are armed men standing behind bar barricades making demands after they chased the police out of the area. And she will look you straight in the face and say, we've had some peaceful protesters and they need to be protected. They do not give a fuck. Why censor with the diamond says, I just decided to embrace my internal misogynist. They do not care. They do not give a fuck if it's obviously wrong. They will just keep lying directly to your face. We had an amazing demonstration <coughs> in Rainier Beach in Othello where thousands <laughs> turned out. We expect additional marches and a strike tomorrow led by Black Lives Matter. Chief Best, Chief Scoggins, the Seattle Department of Transportation wow. Director, our Director of Office of Economic Development and the Director of Seattle Public Utilities. Listen to listen to all of these bureaucrats. The Director of Office of Management, the Director of Public Utilities, the Director of fucking Protester Engagement, the Director of Multicultural Affairs, the Director of the Parks Department. We've got all the directors from all of the government departments. They all agree that this is fucking wonderful. Have been on site on Capitol Hill since 6 a.m. today, since 6 a.m. Tuesday morning, making sure the community is safe 
talking to protesters, talking to residents, and coming up with a plan for Capitol Hill going forward. (laughs) We're coming up with a plan. That's going to be phase 1.75, okay, of the plan to return, to let us have our, can we we please drive on the roads again? (laughs) Can we have the streets back? No, I don't think so. Not unless you promise not to do any of that tear gas shit, you fucking pig. Then we might think, then we maybe give you the streets back. Okay, I think we had a productive meeting here today. We had a productive meeting with the protesters who we love. We love the protesters. Look, I've got the director of public utilities here, and he says what a wonderful, wonderful, peaceful protest this was. You know, we're making sure that everybody's protected. Everybody's safe. The protesters are safe. (laughs) Wow. Clearly, unfortunately, our president... Wants to tell a story what? about domestic terrorists what? who have a radical agenda uh, and are promoting a conspiracy. Really? And fits his law and order initiatives. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Trump's fault. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm just jumping on Twitter and see if I can get the latest from Chaz. How about that? Let's see what we can find here, the latest from Chaz. Okay. Got a couple of videos here. Oh, we've got a we've got a new we've got a new video from the police chief, ladies and gentlemen. This is hot goss off the press. This is fresh. <clears throat> because of course. <laughs> Of course, the stories that you're hearing about these peaceful protesters exercising their First Amendment, and we've got the Director of Public Utilities down there having discussions and, you know, talking about how we can secure a future for Seattle moving forward. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, This is a fresh one, hot off the press. Um, Our 911 uh, response times have tripled in the area. They've gone from just over five minutes to about 18 minutes. Rapes, robberies, and all sorts of violent accidents have been occurring in the area they were not able to get to. Whoa. Want to hear that line again? Tell you what, let's do this. Thank you for the diamond, Joe NG. I'm safer in a pond with piranhas. Let's play these two back to back, shall we? First of all, the mayor, ladies and gentlemen, talking about the peaceful protesters and everything's going well and we're having discussions. Since 6 a.m. Tuesday morning, making sure the community is safe. Safe. Talking to protesters. Everything's fine. This is fine. And coming up with a plan for Capitol Hill going forward. Uh Uh-huh. Clearly, unfortunately, our president wants to tell a story about domestic terrorists really? who have a radical agenda really? and are promoting a conspiracy oh. and fits his law and order initiatives. Ah. So the president, ladies and gentlemen, is out there telling telling fibs, telling porky pies, telling stories about domestic terrorism and it fits his law and order narrative. Uh, let's go live now to the police chief of the area, formerly known as Seattle, which is now known as Chaz, for her response. Robberies and all sorts of violent accidents have been occurring in the area. Uh, 18 minutes, rapes, 
robberies, and all sorts of violent acts that have been occurring in the area they were not able to get to. <laughs> the mayor of Seattle, ladies and gentlemen. Everything's fine. We're getting along swimmingly. We're down there. We're having discussions. We're keeping people safe. Chief Carmen Best. Robberies, rapes, and other violent acts are occurring in the area, and we can't get to them. How about that? Double think on a citywide scale. You know, the president's out there. He's he's saying some awful things. He's saying some things like there's some kind of crime going on there. Well, that's what, that's what a conspiracy theorist would do. Just talk about these kinds of crimes. The police chief comes out. By the way, people are getting beaten and raped, and we can't stop them. <laughs> Sorry, gotta laugh. This is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. Um, how are we going for time here? Follow Q. I'll get to your video that you sent me probably on Monday because I do want to end on something a little more fun. <clears throat> I've got two things here for you that I want to smash through. So, first of all, it's time to check in with dear friend of the show, the next president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen, here on a Friday night. Let's end on a high note. It's time to check in with dear old Toddles. Now, Toddles has been experiencing some displeasure on the internet of late, and I feel for Toddles. Apparently, some very nasty trolls are out there, some very nasty people are out there saying things to Toddles, and he doesn't appreciate it. And Toddles, like everybody else, I think deserves a right of reply. So Toddles put this video out not that long ago, at the start of the month, uh, addressing some of the comments that he's been receiving from the videos that he uploaded. If you don't remember who Toddles is, Toddles is the guy who we watched uh, throw knives constantly at a box without hitting it. Uh, he's the guy who made Peter pizza with tomato juice and ketchup. <laughs> He's the guy who said he's going to run for president because he believes in the Black Lives Matter movement and that uh, black people are a good breed. So, so he's a very he's an eclectic character. Is our Toddles? So let's see Toddles. Let's let's give him a chance. <clears throat> this is his right of reply. Our new president, exactly, Katie Reid. We we support Toddles here on this show. Of course, I can't vote, but one day that won't matter anyway. Not if Toddles wins. <laughs> So let's see how Toddles is responding to some of the, uh, you know, some of the underhanded, some of the, some of the undesirables on the internet, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Live from Toddles' right room. My papa's chair, he built this himself. Yep. My Look. mom's dad does not sleep, wood chair, put my TV on it. I've got... <laughs> Everything about this guy just makes me laugh. So, so he's, he's, he's commenting on this office chair. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. So he's got this old office chair in his room. And he says, this, is the, this office chair, my grandfather built this with his own two hands. My grandfather built this old office chair. He made it himself, my mother's father. And it's a beautiful chair. I put my TV on it. <laughs> I put my TV on this fucking old piece of shit. It's a it's a hundred year old chair. 
It's a family heirloom. It's a great fucking chair. It reminds me of my grandfather. I just whack my shitty old TV up on there. <laughs> great way to look after the family hand-me-downs, Todd. Get rid of my TV stand. Yeah. Today, i got all this space left. Got to do something with my VHS tapes. They're all back there. Uh, Still using VHS. Gave my Retro kind of guy. Makeover. I like that. Kind of redid it. Uh, I love this chair. It's really cool. It's a cool chair, man. Really cool chair. Uh, he built it himself. Has yep. his initials on the back of it. You told us. And you're sitting uh, your fucking filthy old shitty TV on it. Good for you. Uh, Way to honor granddad's memory. You know, I get out of breath easily. Even when I'm lying down, sometimes I get oh. out of breath. You know, like I'll be lying down in bed. Yep. Sometimes I'll be like breathing heavy, just lying down. Mm. Man. Sunday night, uh, PBR side boss kind of, you know, okay. struck a nerve. Uh, so I don't know who PBR side boss is, but this is apparently the guy he's got beef with. No shirt Friday, says Fascist Dippy. No, he never wears a shirt. He always does videos like in his room sweating with no shirt drinking warm beer. Yeah, you know, I kind of got my blood boiled a little bit. Blood boiling, you know, yeah. Pissed off, pissed me off. Man. Pissed like, off, man. You know, treat me like I'm a wimp, I'm a coward, I'm oh. a sucker, I'm a pussy, oh. I'm a wussy. <clears throat> Shit. Mm. I, got, I still got some go left in me. I could turn it up if I have to. Whoa. <laughs> Slow down there, tough guy. <clears throat> treat me like a coward, like a pussy. You know, I've still got some go in me. I can still turn it up if I have to. Fuck, guys. I think he's serious. Iceman in the chat. Toddles is mad. He's mad. We haven't seen him mad before. One can only imagine the kind of nightmarish scenario that would see the earth open up and the mouth of hell open should Toddles' rage be unshackled here on planet Earth. One can only imagine the horror of seeing Toddles unleashed he said he can still go if he wants he can turn it up if he wants he's ready to fucking go guy better believe that i'm turning up yeah better believe that a little go left in me i might be old but i'm not older right i still can hold my own and still hold his own believe that yeah you better believe that son of a bitch i know when to turn it up when i have to yep is it just me or is the fact that He's kind of like talking into his chest and stuff while he's saying it doesn't really, it doesn't really convey the kind of aggressive super essence that I think he's trying to convey. You know what I mean? It reminds me of, let's see if we can do this. <laughs> because, you know, he's, he's, he's doing the tough guy routine. He's saying he can turn it up when he wants. Amberlina with the diamond. Toddles trying to be hard is so cute. <laughs> okay. This is what Toddles reminds me of. He said, I, I don't care if they lay me off either because I told I told Bill that if they move my desk one more time, then, then, I, then I'm quitting. I'm going to quit. And, and I told Dom too because they've moved my desk four times already this year and I used to be over by the window and I could see. 
you know, I, I was very pissed off and uh, it got to me and, you know, I can turn it up if I want to. I can turn it up if I have to. I may be old, but I'm not older. And I can, you know, I'm, I'm not, he's treating me like I'm a pussy and like I'm a coward and shit. And that made my blood boil. And, 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 you know, I can turn it up if I want to. Sunday night, uh, PBR side boss kind of, you know, struck a nerve. Toddles life matters. UK deal in the chat. <laughs> Thank you for the diamond, UK deal. Kind of got my blood boiled a little bit. Got my blood boiling. It's just pissed off. I'm a bit pissed off. That's really pissed off. I believe you have my stapler. Pissed me off, man. Like, you mm. know, treating me like I'm a wimp. I'm a coward. He'd be treating me like a wimp. And I told him that I'm not going to move my office again. I'm not going to move my desk. I've already moved my desk three times this month. I'm not going to stop it. I believe you have my stapler. I'm going to burn the building down. Sucker, I'm a pussy. I'm a wussy. Yeah, I'm a wussy. I still got some go left in me. I can turn it up if and I, I and I told him that I've still got some go. I can still turn it up if I want to. I can, you know, I can be tough if I have to be, but I don't want to be. I have to. Better believe that. I'll turn it up. You better 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 believe it. I believe you have my stapler. The squirrels and they were married, but then they switched. <laughs> Hi, Milton. What's happening? Mil, we're going to need to go ahead and move you downstairs into storage B. No, no, I, I, I don't want to move to storage B. It's, uh, yeah, I'm not a pussy. I've still got a little go left in me. I might be old, but I'm not older. I, mean, I still can hold my own. I can hold my own. Trust and believe that. You better believe that. Uh, uh, I do not I want to move. I turn it up to, when I have to. I would turn it up when I have to. I don't want to move to storage B. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to put up with this much longer. Some new people coming in, and no. we need all the there's, space we can get. But there's no space. So if you could just go ahead and pack up your stuff and move it down there, no. that would be terrific. I, I, I was okay. Okay. <clears throat> Thanks. I believe you have my stapler. <laughs> there he is. Look at him. But uh, I ain't no... I ain't no sucker, that's for sure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the great Toddles Waddams, the next president of the United States of America. I'm no sucker, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, people, uh, they treat me like I'm a pussy. And, uh, you know, I've got some, uh, uh, you know, I, I can hold my own. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to put up with it much longer. And they say, uh, uh, you know, no, no, I don't want to move my thing because I'm going to, I'm going to got some go in me and I know how to uh, uh, turn it up when I have to. <laughs> Toddles, tough guy Toddles, ladies and gentlemen. All right, got a few minutes left. I thought we'd revisit this cat who we fucking love here on this show. Uh, this guy is, <clears throat> that's what I reckon. Uh, he was first introduced to me by uh, Lady Boogie. Who sent through? Who never sends through stuff for this show? She hates the show. She doesn't care about the show. She doesn't like the show. <laughs> She's a very sane, rational person. It seems she has no interest in this show whatsoever. And for that, I'm grateful because if she did, we'd probably hate each other's guts. So um, she sent through this guy a couple of weeks ago, and we played the clip of I think it was like slow cooked lamb or something, an Australian cooking show. We need this guy to be on television. He needs to have his own cable cooking show. Usually cooking shows on the internet are fucking terrible. But this guy 
rocks it. Like people in the chat are like, oh, yes, let's go, let's go. So let's see this. Uh, this is a pie in isolation, self-pisolation with, and that's what I reckon, <laughs> to take us out here on a Friday night the right way, ladies and gentlemen. Listen here, champion. If you think shepherd's pie has fucking margarine and beef in it and comes in a tiny little bag, you must be from Planet Dickhead. Beef <laughs> goes in a cottage pie and margarine's fucking disgusting. This is chat. Fuck that. <laughs> you got that? <clears throat> Margarine is fucking disgusting. What's going on, champions? Welcome back to the cooking show with the guy who swears heaps. Fuck. Can you imagine how fucking weird it would sound if I tried to edit all the swearing out? Like, fuck this shit. Hey, fuck, fuck. Maybe I'll just start editing out words that aren't even swear words. Like, fuck this cat. Anyway. <laughs> in today's episode, we're going to be making shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. Much like all the dishes. Do you guys have shepherd's pie? You don't even have pies over there, do you, in the United States? See, that's probably one thing that would stop me moving to the United States is the fact that I can't get a meat pie. Now, if you don't know what a meat pie is, a few of you who are friends of mine, I've tried to explain a meat pie. It's just pastry. So, you know, the UK brothers and sisters, they'll know a meat pie. So a meat pie is, you know, pastry on the bottom. It's like an apple pie, except with fucking savoury meat in it and um, pastry on top. Yes, we do. Yep, yep. Some people, I try to explain what a meat pie is and they've got no fucking idea. So shepherd's pie or potato pie, you put the potato on the top instead of the pastry. It's a classic. Everybody loves a good potato pie. I could fucking inhale a potato pie. I'm more of a regular, like I like a pepper steak pie or something like that. Not big for the, the curry pies. Don't get into that so much. Don't like the chicken pies so much. I do like a chili beef pie or a... Pepper, my, my preferred pie is like chunky beef with pepper steak like gravy in it. That's my fucking jam. I will eat those all day. So I want to see a home-cooked uh, shepherd's pie, ladies and gentlemen. Dishes we make, they have ingredients. They're not here, they're over there, but I need to get them to here. So let's clap them over here. Ta-da! <laughs> now listen, I understand there's a lot of fucking ingredients here and it looks a little daunting. Look, I understand there's a lot of fucking ingredients here and it looks a little daunting. <laughs> There's too many fucking ingredients. Margarine is fucking awful. But don't worry about it. You'll be right. You'll be right. Now, rather than pointing all these things out, I'll just fucking bung it in a thing over here. Bung. <laughs> this is so much better than every other cooking show that I've ever seen. So much better. Because you know what? I, I think I mentioned this last time. <clears throat> Who is this guy? He's called Nats What I Reckon. I'll give you the link in the chat. He does a cooking show on YouTube. And like I said, he needs to be on television. Okay. What the hell? Uh, who's that? Roots. <laughs> How the hell does he think we don't have pie? Because I've spoken to Americans before and I'm like, oh, meat pie. I swear to God. Um, other people in the chat can attest to this. I've spoken about meat pies before and you'd be amazed how many people go, what's a meat pie? Fucking pie? What? Fucking meat pie? Because you guys are fucking weird. You call pizzas pies. You call hamburgers fucking sandwiches. Like, you're crazy. You're nuts. So when I talk about a meat pie, so many Americans say to me, fuck a meat pie. What are you talking about? What's a meat pie? <clears throat> There's actually a guy in, in New York, I think, who drives, like, you know, the food, the food vans. He does a food van of, like, Australian meat pies, and it fucking goes, it, it sells off its tits. 
They they run out of the van. They line up around the block to buy Australian meat pies from this fucking guy. He's an absolute genius. So it must be some kind of rarity. You know what I mean? If the whole city's lining up to buy these fucking pies. But yeah, so many people, when I talk about meat pies, they're like, eh. yeah, hamburgers are sandwiches, but nobody calls them that. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> chicken sandwich? What the fuck? That's a chicken burger, man. All right, where were we? <laughs> this fucking guy. Love this guy. Uh, yeah, so I think the thing that turns a lot of people off about cooking shows, and I like a good cooking show, but the pretentiousness of it, like they can't just say, here's the ingredients, right, and throw it in, fry it till this happens. They can't do that. They have to say, well, I went down to the local market and I saw some exquisite beetroot from the market. I, I saw some exquisite tomatoes. They're farm fresh. I went and met Pedro. Whenever I'm in town, I go to see Pedro down at the farmer's market. And he always makes sure to put, put aside some deliciously voluptuous zucchinis for me. You can see here, all oh, the colors just amazing, darling. Like, they, people can't handle that kind of shit, especially in this country. This guy has nailed the Australian way of cooking. Look, there's a fucking shitload of ingredients, mate, all right? Look at them all. Fucking heaps. So instead of going through them, I'm just going to bung them up here on a list. Bung. <laughs> all of that's in it. This is the way it should Pause be done. It if you like, and just write it down. Or, I don't know. You got that? You got Good. it? Good. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's do right, it. First thing you're going to need to do is cut these fucking potatoes up, put them in a pot with some salt, and fill it with cold water. Okay. Fuck. Next, get your carrots and grate it into a bowl. Get your onion, dice that up and fucking bung it in there too. Mince or crush some garlic. Or just fucking cut it up. It doesn't paramount. It doesn't paramount. <laughs> now let's fucking cook the shit. Parramatta is a, a suburb. It's like a second city. It's like the second CBD in Sydney. It's called Parramatta. Doesn't paramatter. Get yourself a pan. Switch the stove on. Anytime. <laughs> nice to see you. Crank your oven to 200 degrees. Nice to see you. Celsius. Celsius. Oil in. First cab off the rank, you want to fry the lamb mince. <laughs> Break the mince up. Plonk. Plonk. Now you want to try and cook all the liquid out of it. <laughs> Dick Ritchie in the chat. He should put on a hairnet. So that shit, you want to kind of fry that off. Smokey Bear in the chat. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. Smokey Bear in the chat says, the last place I would send Boogie at this time is New York. Hell, New York is leaving. If I was to go to the, to the States for a holiday, I've often said I wouldn't go to like New York or LA or any of those places. I'd like to go to like deep south. You know, I want to eat gumbo on the fucking bayou. I want to go to New Orleans and places like that, right? But... I was just talking like the other day with uh, Lady Boogie and we were watching some TV show and we just said like, we both agree that at some point we have to do Christmas in New York. You know what I mean? With the snow and the fucking tree and all that stuff and all the shop windows. You know why? Because even as somebody who's outside the United States, we are so bombarded with Christmas movies from New York, it becomes like a mecca. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much um, popular culture that's centered around Christmas in New York. It's it's trained into us from a very young age. All of the movies and shit, all the Christmas movies, you've got to see Christmas in New York. I would love to do that one day. So there's probably millions and millions of Americans who would never do it. But I would definitely like to go, you know, Christmas in New York just once. 
you know, just walk around on New Year's Eve, maybe get robbed, get mugged or something. Who cares? But whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, see the shop windows, the trees and stuff. I think it will be amazing. Boogie Christmas in Chaz. Do they do Christmas in Chaz or is it too offensive? Right, I once that's fried off. Fried off. Set it aside. Yep. Back on the heat. Yep. Bung in your onion. Bung, bung in, in the onions. Bung in. Fry that off for a couple of minutes. Once that's cooked off a bit, introduce the lamb back in. Garlic. Give about a stir around. See, this is the other thing too I like about this channel. He's just plonking things in. It's not very, like, he's not using exact fucking ingredients. It's not like 500 grams of this, 500 grams of that. It's like, just get some onions. I don't know. If that's too many onions, use less. If that's not enough onions, use fucking more. Turn, put some heat in the pan. Throw the fucking mince in there. <laughs> Fry it until there's no more water in there. You know, it's all very basic instructions. But the stuff that he makes looks a hundred times better than the YouTube fucking chefs who go on there and do like all the meticulous details. Oh, we've got to have 30 grams of sauce and 45 grams of fucking chopped onion and 200 grams of this shit. And Pedro gave me the nicest fucking tomatoes. You know what I mean? You just like bung it in, throw it in, chuck it in. Who gives a fuck? And it always comes out looking amazing. Stop stop stressing so much about cooking. Next, put in a tablespoon of... I cook a lot. I'm going to cook my world famous uh, boogie bumper chili today. It's slow cooked over like eight hours. It's my own thing. Three different kinds of chili peppers. I've got five different kinds of meat in the fucking thing. Slow cooked on the stove. It's fucking amazing. Haven't done it for a while. It's nice. It's winter. It's cold. This will warm you up. So I'm look. As soon as I finish the show, that's what I'm doing. Starting on the chili. I don't have. I don't cook to recipes. If I cook to a recipe, I make it worse. Like if I'm standing there trying to follow instructions and shit, it doesn't work. The only way I know how to cook stuff that's nice is by just going for it. Tasting it as I go, add a little bit more uh, pepper, add a little bit more salt. Eh, it doesn't work like this. Take a little bit of that out, put a little in. Taste it. Mm, good, cook, done, fucking finished. No recipes. Famous down under chili. Flour, which I probably should have told you about earlier, but I forgot because I'm a dickhead. <laughs> Flour, which I probably should have told you about before, but I forgot because I'm a dickhead. I do want to fry it off for a minute or two because you'll end up tasting fucking flour and flour tastes... <laughs> Next, put it in a tablespoon of thyme leaves and a few stalks of rosemary. Next, give it a good glug of Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. 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 <laughs> Bung in a cup of stout. Bung it in. Now, if you don't want to use stout, you can use red wine. doesn't matter. Cook the booze off for a few minutes. Fuck, this is going to taste good. Ooh. Bung in your peas. Fuck, this is going to taste good. <laughs> Australian cooking shows, ladies and gentlemen. Next, put in a couple of tablespoons of tomato paste. I know that's a teaspoon, but I can't fit a fucking whatever. Next, chuck in a cup of beef stock or vegetable stock or chicken stock or fucking wood stock. <laughs> Kumau in the chat. Wash your sister's sauce. <laughs> now, if you like it a bit richer, you can put more stock in it and kind of cook it out. Holy shit! Spent D dropping the guinea on us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Very generous of you. At the time, cook that into it. Looking fucking good. Little pinch of salt, a little crack of pepper. Little crack. Now you want to cook this down till it's thick. You don't want to see runny shit in it. <laughs> runny shit. <laughs> no runny shit in the pan. 
doesn't have to be as stiff as a fucking birthday cake, but it just needs to be kind of structurally sound enough to be a pie. Yeah. I'll gotcha. show you. I'll show you. Don't worry. Don't worry, you fucking idiot. I'll show you. Let's check on my potatoes. Done. Next to Don't want any runny shit in there. Got to fry all that runny shit. Doesn't have to be stiff as a fucking birthday cake. But look, don't, don't worry about it. I'll fucking show you, you idiot. <laughs> you want to drain your potatoes? Return the potatoes to the pot. Wipe down the chopping board because you fucking spilt water everywhere. Ah, oh, mate. Butter. Butter. A dash of cream or milk. Never use margarine in your fucking mashed potatoes. Pinch of salt. And you want two egg yolks, so you've got to separate the white from the yolk. Right. Crack it in half. Hang onto the yolk with half the shell. And you kind of tip it back and forth. And that's one. And that's two. Now bang in your cheddar cheese. Bang it in. Mash it all together. Fucking get in there, champion. <laughs> Fucking get in there, champion. Right, once that's done, check on your mints. Oh, right. the mince is about done. You can see now it's Looking just good. holding itself there a bit. Looking good. Ripper, back to the other spot. Now with some slice. <laughs> back to the other spot. No seductive music. Tip this into that thing. <laughs> He's a fucking clown, this guy. I love him. <laughs> play, some, play some seductive movie uh, music. Tip this shit into that thing. <laughs> <laughs> none again, none of the pretentious shit like, oh, make sure that there's a nice little even coverage. You want to make sure that you don't have too much of the mince stacked on one side of the pan. Use a nice pan like this with a good size. You don't want a pan that's too big. No, nah, fuck all that. Fuck all that. The Sydney, the Aussie Sydney bro way is to say, get this thing, chuck it in that fucking thing. Even that out with a fucking flat thing. Next, you want to add the potato to the mince. Now, don't just plonk it all on because you'll fuck it up trying to squat it down. <laughs> you'll fuck it up. You'll fuck it up, mate. Just a little bit at a time. Right. Right, once you finish your little potato plonkarama, you want to gently spread the potato over the top of the mince. Okay. Next, get yourself a fork and gently drag it along the top of the shepherd's pie. Don't ask me why, it's just the way it's done. <laughs> Don't ask me why. It's just the way it's done. All right, <laughs> whatever. Spread a little parmesan cheese on top. A little bit of parmesan on there. Now put it in the oven for 20 to 25 minutes or until it looks fucking cooked. <laughs> None of this shit like... You want to wait until you have a nice golden crisping brown on top of the potatoes. Now, if you look here, you can see just a little bit of it. Everybody, every fucking TV chef turns into uh, Attenborough when they're cooking, right? And just a little bit of moisture starts to come out of the potatoes here. Now, if you make sure, put it on the bottom rack of the, un of the oven because... If you put it on the top rack, you'll see that the top of the potato starts to brown off a little too quickly. This is going to give you the wrong impression. And now all of those beautiful, wonderful juices and flavors are congealing in the shepherd's pie. They're rising to the top. You see here our potato is getting lovely and firm. None of that shit. Right. Whack it in the oven for 20 to 25 minutes until it looks fucking cooked. <laughs> Done. End of story.
Again, why waste? Why waste half an hour talking about how the potato, how brown the, should, uh, the potato should get? Whack it in there until it looks fucking cooked. If you can't figure that out, then you shouldn't be fucking using the oven. It's time to get it out of the oven, champion. Champion. Look at that. Look at that fucking. Look at this. I would bury my face in that. I would motorboat that pie. Now let it sit for five minutes. Don't serve it straight away. It's hot burnies. I'm trying hot, to fill it's my, hot burnies. My five minutes with productive stuff. I could be washing all this up, but I'm not going to. All right, now fucking round. Let's serve it. Look at this. Look at that. I fucking taste it. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. You're fucking awesome. Cool. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. You're fucking awesome. King's fucking awesome. Awesome. Righto, champions. See you next week. And just remember, fuck packet pie. Fuck packet pie. There you go. I'll put that link in the chat again because this guy's a fucking superstar. He needs his own cable cooking show. It's better than any other cooking show in the world. Look, just cut up the un cut up the potatoes, plonk them in the pot until they're fucking cooked. Fry the shit off until you don't want any of that sloppy shit in there. Doesn't have to look like a fucking birthday cake. It just has to look like, I don't know, a fucking pie. Look, I know that it looks like there's a fucking shit ton of ingredients. It looks a little daunting, but I don't know. Here they all are. I'm just going to put them on a list. All right, write them down or something. Fucking whatever. Put it in the oven for 20 to 25 minutes until it looks fucking cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely fucking sensational. Haven't we had a ride tonight, huh? We've had Natsock Elmo. We need to secure a race for the Elmo people. We could get rid of the racism if we just send everybody back to Africa. Why are we? Oh, Elmo's sad. So <laughs> we've discovered new forms of racism we didn't know existed. We've met the good people of Chaz, otherwise known as the Chaz Wazers, and we've made a fucking shepherd's pie. <clears throat> One hell of a night. One hell of a show here on the Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. But that brings us to the end. Thank you to everybody who de uh, donated to the show tonight on DLive. Thank you so much. Thank Welcome to the new followers. Please don't forget to follow our friends. Why Censor Kimmy, UK Neil. Winning TV will be on Saturday night from 8pm, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Coffee Talk with Sandra on later on tonight. Irrational Times on later on tonight. Don't forget to follow everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, at 10pm tonight. Uh, and then Joy of Pessy later on tonight as well. Joy of Pessy making a comeback. Don't forget Major Tom on a Sunday. Uh, you've got Iceman in the chat, Mr. America, the Beard of Truth. Uh, Spent D in the chat, uh, co-host of the Sunday Night Shit Show. I don't think that there's a shit show tonight, or if there is, Spent D might be flying solo. So give Spent D a follow. Uh, Rockin' America, who I always forget. I said the Iceman. Evil Ian in the chat, our glass master. Don't forget to give him a follow as well. Uh, Dead Jedi, who isn't here today, so he's going to be spewing that he missed the day that I actually gave him a shout out. Give Jed uh, Dead Jedi a follow. Uh, Semper Reloaded, anybody else I might have fucking forgotten. Just put it in the oven till it's fucking cooked. How about that? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to whack it in the fucking oven, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it from me for this week. Everybody have a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday night at 6 p.m. 
Until then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. I'm opening the chest right now. Bye-bye.